today, an oopsies from the Biden administration promoting a handbook instructing teachers to disrupt whiteness. The FBI's role in the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot is much different than previously thought. And also, Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell is urging Americans to get vaccinated or risk another shutdown. We've got a lot coming up today, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Today I'm going to try not to eat my hair because my uh, lip gloss seems to keep wanting to attract my hair and it does not taste very good in case anyone's wondering. Uh, we've got a lot to come today. First, we want to uh, introduce, we've got a great lineup today. We've got Sheriff Bill Wayburn good back in you. studio. Thank, Thank you for you. being here. Uh, and also we've got Jason Buttrell, Chief Researcher of the Glenn Beck Program. It's, I mean, it's nice to see you as well. Sort yeah, of. whatever. You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. I will say you and Chad Prather, are. we have like a special hat light set up for you guys That's because you right. have the cowboy hats, but That's we right. want to see your eyes and your face. So uh, I appreciate you making the crew bring out the hat light for us. Um, all right, let's get to the headlines of the day. So the Biden administration has admitted that the Department of Education made an error. They made an oopsies uh, after it was revealed that the Department of Education promoted a radical handbook from the Abolitionist Teaching Network as part of its COVID-19 school reopening guidance. Now, this particular handbook from the Abolitionist Teaching Network instructs teachers to, quote, disrupt whiteness and uh, that one of the founders sees it as her mission to, quote, trouble white teachers, internalized white supremacy and anti-blackness. This is called the Guide for Racial Justice and Abolitionist Social and Emotional Learning. Uh, and the Biden administration has linked it in their handbook, in their education COVID-19 handbook, which, you know, is supposed to be, correct me if I'm wrong, supposed to be about safely reopening schools for <laughs> teachers and students uh, in, in times of COVID. I'm not, I'm failing to understand where all of these buzzwords and social justice keywords, uh, where they have to do with COVID-19. What am I missing, you guys? <laughs> what, where, where, what am I missing? You know what, this is what happens when I remember back during the Obama administration, and Glenn was very, very instrumental in getting this out, but pointing out the different radicals that were starting to get into uh, Department of Homeland Security. Um, they were cozying up to groups like the Muslim Brotherhood, saying, nah, they're fine. They're just a secular group. No big deal. Um, but when you, as a party, like to cozy up to or get close to radicals, this is the type of stuff that happens. Um, keep looking. You're going to find more and more of this stuff in there. Um, I, I mean, this is why, I mean, really when it boils down to it, why you really need to, we always say go local, local, local. We mm -hmm. really have to concentrate on school boards, um, sheriff's departments, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. get the right people in at the local level so they can find this crap and get rid of it as quickly as possible. Yeah. And let me just share if I want to get your thoughts, but let me just add to just, just to, highlight how crazy, I mean, Jason's like, these radicals are infiltrating everywhere. No, they really are, because listen to this uh, as part of the, the guide, the same guide. It says uh, that teachers should remove all punitive or disciplinary practices that spirit murder black, brown, and indigenous children. 
So spirit murder is now a thing that we're, we're talking about. <laughs> uh, the guide notes that social and emotional learning can be a covert, a covert form of policing used to punish, criminalize, and control black, brown, and indigenous children. So uh, again, this is that social and emotional learning, you're actually uh, punishing black and brown children somehow, and that uh, standards for such learning are rooted in Eurocentric norms and don't empower, love, affirm, or free uh, those children, well, which is weird because that sounds like a, a little bit racist. A little bit. <laughs> just a little bit racist. I'm just curious what the police code would be in your department for spirit murder. Yeah, I don't know where that's at the penal code. I'll have he to, may, he may yeah, need to look I, that I, one I'll up. That, you know? uh, that, that sounds very interesting, though, to, to look up. But, you know, these he, Jason hit it on the nail. It's why important. it's so important that you know who your school board is and who you're supporting there. But the, these folks get in there and they call themselves abolitionists, so you think, oh, that's something good. But this is not what Harriet Tubman was about. Mm -hmm. This was not how she was doing it. She was trying to get people free, and they're trying to take freedom away mm -hmm. and trying to divide and conquer. And it's, it's, it's awful that we're having to tolerate it. But we've seen some great things across our nation where people are taken back and realizing that school boards and city councils matter. Mm -hmm. what, what, is it, what does it look like where you're at in Tarrant County? Because I know even, I mean, People who are watching right now, I think a lot of people who are in a lot of states, they wouldn't be surprised at all to hear that these types of things are being taught to children. These right. types of things are being infiltrated to the, the school curriculums. But there's a suburb of, you know, is a, a northern suburb of Dallas, Frisco, that I know has had numerous problems with stuff right. like this, a place where you wouldn't expect. People think Texas is safe from all of this, but it's really not. I'm just curious what what you've seen in Tarrant County. Earlier this year, we saw uh, some suburbs here in Tarrant County that was with critical race theory, and they wanted to bring in some of this radical, and, and the good citizens led by a fellow by the name of Tim O'Hare that came in and they said, hey, enough's enough. They raised the money, they found good candidates, they got them elected by huge margins once people were educated. Mm -hmm. And so we're seeing it turn around in, in, uh, in the suburbs and some of the bigger school districts are concerning. But uh, the, in the suburbs, they're doing a good job of turning it around. Yeah, Jason, I know you've done a lot of research on this. You want to weigh in? Yeah, well, you know, actually, I'm actually curious if, um, if, if, because we've seen, I mean, we're getting flooded with reports of CRT all over the place. Mm -hmm. It's all, it basically, it Which, seems like. Which, by the way, the left-wing talking point on Twitter is that CRT is, like, it, that's a, it's just a, a fallacy that it's taught in schools. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they're just blowing. They're just trying to uh, uh, just sweep it under the rug as if yeah. it's no big deal. Obama, President Obama, was just kind of laughing at it, right. saying it's just about teaching us, you know, our, our history. No, right. our history no. and who we are. I think he said who we are as a culture um, is not racism, which is exactly what CRT uh, teaches uh, and preaches. But I'm curious because we've seen it at the federal level in the, both the military and law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Is this going into uh, a lot of law, uh, departments that you've seen, Sheriff? Or police they, they are wanting to get it into departments, but it's being very much resisted. But it is in the military. And I know people that are in the military that says that just in a short few months that they're trying to infiltrate with this teaching. And, and I know people that want to get out of mm -hmm. the military, 11 and 12 year veterans that said, I've had enough yeah. mm -hmm. and wanted to get out. So it's, it, it's, it's, it's very tragic. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay, so just kind of in line with this same theme, uh, there was a whistleblower at Hasbro who secretly recorded and disseminated one of the company's training sessions that claimed that babies as young as... <laughs> I just can't believe that I'm reading this right now on a news program. Babies as young as three months old 
can show racial preferences. This is, of course, uh, something that Project Veritas uh, was a part of, helped put together, helped the whistleblower get this information out. But uh, for those of you, I want to play this, but for those of you who don't know who Hasbro is, I mean, they, they make kids games, uh, toys, all sorts of things. And this is the mindset of the company who is putting these toys out for your children to, to buy and to learn from. Watch. Children as young as two are already using race to reason about people's behaviors. And um, we may see this play out in daycare or on the playground and in, in how kids are starting to choose or exclude playmates and friends. By age three, children are already starting to apply stereotypes and research shows that they also may use racist language intentionally at this age. And white children at this age may report explicit or overt negative attitudes towards people of color. So already by age three, this can happen. Uh, by age four, kids are showing a strong and consistent pro-white, anti-black bias. And at this age, it is seen in the research really significantly against black boys, but this anti-black bias occurs across gender at this age. At the age of five, children show many of the same racial attitudes held by adults. By this age, children are really also sensitive to the status of different racial groups in our society. Uh, now, Hasbro, of course, claims that these statements were mis they were just mischaracterized, you guys. It was just mischaracterized. Uh, they say they occasionally invite third-party speakers for optional sessions to discuss diverse viewpoints and uh, that, you know, that... They're, they never say that the views are expressed by the company whenever they have any of these third-party speakers. It just so happens that this is a company that is making children's toys, owns children's brands, things that are marketed to children, and they just so happen to be promoting this for all of their employees. So again, you know, we say this a lot on this program, Sheriff. Um, if you think that they're not coming for your children, you're not paying attention. Your thoughts? I agree with what you just said. They are coming, but you know, it's one of those deals where if you go out and you buy a car and somebody else made the transmission, but if the car transmission breaks, you're taking it back to the dealership right. because that's where you own it. And, and Hasbro needs to own own this and know what they're doing. And they're they're being divisive. They're being racist. And they're not living the dream that Martin Luther King talked about. They're not saying, let's judge people by their character and stood the pigmentation of their skin. They are emphasizing. Yeah, they're literally just completely reversing it. Exactly. It's incredible, Jason. So a couple things. Uh, for one, or maybe a, f a few things. Oh, for geez, one, for one. This, this is the new farm bill. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Um, always be wary of some random Joe Schmo when they're like, 95% of those are yeah. and 25%. Of, what do you mean by age two, age three months? Like, where are you getting this right. junk? Right. Like, was, right. This a, was there a targeted select study going on and you followed these kids throughout the. Come on, this is dumb. Um, any parent knows that, uh, let's just say, if a toddler says something racist, it was learned by right. some random, right. you know, probably horrible person, right? Sure. Or what they saw on TV or who knows, whatever. Um, children are the sweetest, most innocent beings on the planet when they're that that age. I honestly, my son they, had no idea. Like, he didn't even think about people being different, the colors of their skin being different no. until until they learned about Martin Luther King Day in school. And then he was taught about what happened, which is, I mean, I agree kids need to be taught, but 
They're not born just no. inherently thinking, oh, well, those people are beneath me because they're a different color. It's like a weird take on predestination yeah. or something like yeah. that. I, it's really, really odd. Um, my parents, uh, my parents, my kids didn't even know the difference no. of race no. until no. maybe junior high school. Yeah. And then seriously, this is how politicized even schools are now. All of a sudden they're talking about politics in school. Then they're like, oh, wait, 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 what now? Like literally my kids had no idea what was going on. They, mm -hmm. there was, that's what's, that's the tragedy. And I think I've said this before of this generation is that where our kids are at now, where we are as a society, how advanced and evolved we, we are, if they would just stop with this race baiting junk, they, we would have finally have a generation where they literally did not know the difference. They yeah. probably say, oh yeah, there's cultural differences. P some people like this food or whatever, but they would not know a difference. Right. But these people keep bringing it back and back again. They're the ones perpetuating it. And by the yeah. way, if you're white, you have no recourse because if you don't admit that you're racist, you're still racist. That's right. Right. You either admit that you're racist and you're racist or you don't admit that you're a racist and that just proves that you are also more of a racist somehow. Right. So you guys are in this unwinnable situation. Yeah, and but so my last thing oh boy. was that um, we're done. all these companies like Hasbro, <laughs> see, they don't even believe in this crap. They're doing right. this for the money. And we've gone through this before, but ESG scores, environmental social governance, they're starting to incorporate this into investing. So they know that they're getting these reports on all these investors' uh, portfolios. And if they don't score a certain area, you know, high social or governance or environmental, climate change, all that stuff, then they're going to lose money. So they're all banking on the future here. So they want to get high ESG scores. They want to keep the dollars flowing. Has nothing to do with social justice, all this stuff. The people that are, are actually, the, the, the crazies that actually believe in CRT, they're getting played too by these yeah. corporations like Coke, Hasbro. They don't believe in it. It's all for money. But they're inviting these radicals in like them. And this is the junk that's getting taught to if you work at some of these companies, your employees. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've got more to come, but we got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So uh, for those of you who own a home, you, I'm sure this, is, this comes as no surprise to you. Typically, it is your retirement nest egg. So you have all of this equity in your home and you are planning on uh, capitalizing off of that someday. Well, you can't do that if you are a victim of home title theft. So the FBI actually calls this one of the fastest growing crimes in America. And let me just tell you, because I have someone who has surfed the dark web here uh, on set, <laughs> he has become very familiarized with it for as, you know, he is chief researcher. He's not doing anything bad. <laughs> I, we have a sheriff here, so I feel like I need, to, He was, I said that and sheriff was like, I got nervous. Oh, really? Huh. What are you doing on the dark web, Jason? But you we'll said that yeah. <laughs> you said that um, there are like homes titles just on sale for what forty bucks? One website, yeah, it was under a hundred. IDs, passports, home titles, yeah. pretty much anything you wanted to. It's nuts, scary. Yeah. It's really easy for them to go online where everything is kept. Now um, they can grab it, they can forge your signature on a quick claim deed, and then they can just basically like. They sell your house right out from under you. They can refile as a new owner. You lose everything. Don't let that happen to you. Uh, you can go to HomeTitleLock.com. They are the only ones who can protect you. By the way, you can also register your address there to see if you're already a victim. Uh, and you can receive a complete title history of your home. That is $100 value for free if you go to HomeTitleLock.com. Don't miss out on this. HomeTitleLock.com. 
The FBI allegedly played a much larger role in the plot to kidnap Democratic Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, uh, according to a new report. Now, the defense had originally planned to uh, to argue that the alleged plotters were induced or persuaded by the FBI. Um, at least 12 FBI informants and undercover FBI agents were involved in gathering information against this anti-government militia who, you know, they were, this was what we were told, right, from mainstream media. They were planning to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. How could they do this? Certainly it's all Trump's fault and all of the other things that we heard. Um, but here's the, uh, here's, the, here's the BuzzFeed tweet on this. When this says new, when 14 men were charged with conspiring to kidnap Michigan's governor and kick off a civil war last fall, it was hailed as a triumph in the FBI's battle against domestic terrorism. But the men say they weren't plotting. They say they were set up. Now, they say that the FBI connected individuals uh, often encouraged these militia members themselves to engage in the planning process, other criminal activities, and facilitated some of these interactions. And uh, they say that the informants and undercover agents were crucial pieces to this overall plot that was formed. Um, so I guess my question, since we have a sheriff here, well, I mean, wouldn't this count as entrapment? If that's exactly what they did, it would be entrapment. Yeah, how you, can you, you, like, you encourage someone to break the law right. to a certain point, and then you're like, oh, I'm, i got to arrest you now because you did what I said. Yeah, that, that's a lot different than say, somebody saying, hey, I want to sell you dope and show right. up and, and you exchange that. That's not entrapment, but encouraging somebody or setting the table or maybe yeah. even providing some of the tools, it, it'd be very scary if that's what's going on, and I would... I would hope that the internal affairs of FBI is on top of all of this and looking deep into making sure this didn't happen. Because it's happened before at local police levels as well as federal levels. So we want to make sure that this is not happening. We've got to be above reproach. You would hope that they would be on top of this, but Absolutely. are you confident that they would be on top of this? <laughs> okay, I, w I won't press you on that. Jason, what do you think? I don't, so I read all of that article and it yeah. was fascinating it really is wild um i in that article it says that entrapment cases rarely ever actually get you know prosecuted or right. go, come, come through I, I guess well as a defense it's rarely successful but i reading through this i just it just i don't see how any of this could not be can you know looked at seriously by a judge um, I mean, one of the informants uh, infiltrated a militia group based out of michigan so successfully he became second in command yeah so like Go ahead. So, so, so that guy, he took uh, communications directly from his handlers at the FBI, and the FBI told him who to reach out to. Said, "Why don't you get this group in touch with this group?" And then, so all of all of the all of the the guys that got indicted for this, they wouldn't have even met each other. They wouldn't have even talked if, it if not for the FBI, the FBI telling them to get together. That's I insane. Don't, that sounds like entrapment to me. Like it wouldn't even happened if yeah. not for the FBI's involvement on this. The uh, the informant um, who's not getting charged with anything, obviously. Of course. But um, the informant actually said, while well, I guess while they were doing a surveillance or something like that, he specifically said, "If you're not here to kidnap the governor, if you have any problems with that, you need to get out of the car and get out of the militia." The informant said that, and he's the one taking directions from the FBI. Mm. It's pretty bad. I think bad. we have a problem here. And by the way, I mean, it does say that um, he was searching for a community of individuals uh, who loved the Second Amendment and guns as much as he does. And um, he had to enter a series of screening questions, and then he became an informant for the FBI. But I, I mean, it sounds a whole lot like the FBI was trying to 
pin something on, you know, Trumpsters or Second Amendment lovers or, you know, any any. I mean, you heard the characterizations of this, these yeah. anti leftist right wing militia groups. Um, and now here you have it that it wouldn't have even happened without this informant. Yeah, there, well, there, there's definitely, I mean, when did this happen? Was this back in it November? Was last it was before the, the election. Yeah, yes. yeah, it was, it was. Um, but but that but that has been a left-wing talking point mm -hmm. for a while now that, no, it's, you know, Antifa's not a problem. Left-wing violence right. is not a problem. Right-wing right -wing white supremacy, right-wing militias are More dangerous problem. than mm -hmm. Al-Qaeda and ISIS, mm -hmm. I think a couple of them have said. Yep, I mean, right. that's what they want to focus on, yep. and this definitely fits that narrative. I, I mean... Personally, I think it's only just the beginning with how they're framing January 6th, which I'm not excusing, but how they're framing it and how they're framing other like apparently there's so many right wing extremists and white supremacists that they're literally out of. Did you trip over a couple of them walking into this building? I mean, it's, it's hard to avoid them. There's so many out there. It's insane. Come on. That's a, that's a great point. Yeah, I, every street corner I stop at, there's just like white supremacists all over. They mob my car. It's crazy. It's the lines? Yes. Did you get into restaurants? Yes. I was like, more of those right-wing extremists. It's this is so, getting insane. I mean, Jason does bring up a great <laughs> point. This is when you look at, unfortunately, it's not just the mainstream media these days who's trying to portray uh, really white people, I guess, as the biggest threat to the United States. Um, it's also now our government agencies, our FBI, our, you know, our Department of Justice. Um, and I know we talked a little bit earlier about, you know, they're so they're woke now. They're oh, trying yeah. to outwoke each other with all of these ads and everything like that. But I just I have a very hard time having confidence that this type of, uh, you know, uh, government uh, institution really is going to be able to get the job done when it comes down to it. It, it is a hard moment when they foul up like this, when that comes out, and we need to see what the transparency is. Now, I, I will say this, got a lot of good friends that, that are great cops yes. and, and doing great work at all levels of the government. But when somebody does this, it reflects upon us all. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the FBI's George Floyd. They need to get in there and make sure that uh, or find out. And if that was going on, they need to fold up their tent and say, guys, we're sorry to bother you. We're withdrawing charges, we're getting, and we're going to mm -hmm. take care of our people who messed up. And I think that that's a great point, because I think that, um, you know, when we look at the, the, the men and women who have their boots on the ground, right. those, are, those are the good ones. It's, it's the bureaucracy, really, that they've gotten a hold of and that's just right. poisoned the well with. What do you think, Jason? Oh, no, I absolutely agree. I've got a lot of FBI friends as well yeah. that are awesome dudes um, that I couldn't imagine, but I've also talking to one guy that's very, very disappointed with right. leadership and right. how Absolutely. everything seems to be politicized. You're going to find that in any job anywhere, pretty much, especially when it has to do with the government. Um, the misinformation and how it's being weaponized really does bother the crap out of me. For an, an example of how they try to paint right-wing extremism as more, or white supremacists, as more dangerous than anything else. Mm -hmm. So they'll say, yeah, you, you'll, and you'll hear this from people like Don Lemon on CNN. Right. They'll be like, according to this report, yeah. they're responsible for, for, for one, like the report kind of suspiciously starts September 12th, 2001. And then it goes on. They don't. Of course, it doesn't right. doesn't mention right. September eleventh. Yeah. September eleventh. Yeah. Um, they, they don't yes. mention that at all. Uh -huh. So it starts that. after that. Right. Um, but even still, they include so all the attacks that they say there are involved are um, uh, like uh, 
groups like the Aryan Brotherhood or whatever like mm -hmm. that, but gang violence in prisons or gang violence when they get out, having nothing to do with uh, you know racism or anything like that. Yeah. But they include all of those uh, statistics in their figures. They don't do that on the on, on any of the others, mm -hmm. just for those specifically. But what does it do? It jacks up the you know the. Um, the numbers and it gives something for people like CNN to talk about. Well, it's also, you know, you longer. have this you have this headline that at the time they all latched onto, right? Just similarly to the um, when President Trump, it was like President Trump used a, a gassed people, gassed peaceful protesters for a photo op in Lafayette Square with a Bible. And they and took that, right, and they took that and they ran with it. it. And then months later, you find out that's not true at all. I, mm -hmm. And to this day, I still have people who come to me and tell me that. And so it's just frustrating when you see, oh, the truth starts to trickle out and it sounds a whole lot less like that first narrative that they were trying to spin, except not everyone really gets like listens and gets that information and the so. administration wants to say it's right-wing outlets that are putting yes. out misinformation yes right exactly exactly you're kidding me after the last year and a half two yeah. years you exactly. know and, and they continue to talk about white supremacy and the the, the right wing and this that and the other but for years and this year will be no different the number one hate crime in this country is always going to be against the jewish community mm. mm-hmm mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's some issues against Asians this year, but they're not going to, I promise you, it'll be the Jew Jewish community again. Yep. And a lot of it is on their eastern borders where this is happening at. So, I mean, they, they don't talk about what really is happening. And I'm, I'm with you, the white supremacist thing. I've heard it and heard it, but I haven't found out where they're at. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sheriff, we sure hope you get on that. Yes, right? I will. Being that you are law enforcement. All right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. Uh, we're talking about all these major corporations going woke. They want to cancel your free speech. They want to indoctrinate your children. Uh, you need a, to partner with companies deserving of your trust, all right? That is Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They are going to donate a portion of every bill to organizations that fight for causes you and I are actually going to care about instead of going over and giving your money to Big Mobile where they're going to donate it to like Planned Parenthood. Don't do that, all right? Patriot Mobile right now has two great offers to choose from. Either get 50% off your first two months or $100 off any phone. They both come with free premiere activation. All you have to do is go to Patreon patriotmobile.com slash news for details. By the way, it's 2021. They've got the same nationwide coverage the other carriers do. You're going to get great service for less money. You can keep your phone number. You can get a new one. You can keep your phone. You can get a new one. Whatever you would like. You got to go to patriotmobile.com slash news. That is patriotmobile.com slash news. <laughs> Uh, this is the part of the program where, where I tell those of you who take blood pressure medication to <laughs> please take your blood pressure medication before listening to this next story because it's a real doozy. Uh, apparently, Mitch McConnell, Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell, uh, has urged Americans to um, go ahead and get vaccinated ASAP or risk another shutdown. Here is Mitch McConnell. 97% of the hospitalizations in the country for COVID are unvaccinated people. It never occurred to me after three highly effective vaccines were developed in under a year that we'd have difficulty getting Americans to take the shots. But that's obviously where we are. I want to underscore in the strongest possible manner I can and I say this with some authority, as you all know, 
as a result of being a polio victim myself and being very aware that it took seven decades to come up with two effective polio vaccines. This was done in under one year. These shots need to get in everybody's arm as rapidly as possible, or we're going to be back in a situation in the fall that we don't yearn for that we went through last year. I'm going to try really hard to control my uh, temper here, and I'm going to try really hard to not cause edit to make any sort of censors. <laughs> but um, God bless Mitch McConnell for what he went through with polio. However, having polio does not make you uh, does not give you some sort of authority to tell Americans to get vaccinated with a vaccine that does not have the same FDA approval or long term studies that any sort of vaccine that you would be talking about polio could possibly have. By the way, I don't think that polio, uh, that COVID-19 is really comparable to polio. But um, there you have the you know Republican, top Republican leadership, Mitch McConnell, uh, urging Americans to get vaccinated, which, by the way, I, like if you want to suggest that, I don't think that lawmakers should be, you know, not able to suggest that. But the fact that he put this little, well, we might be in a situation where we were last fall and we're going to have to do some things. By the way, he tweeted this out and said, um, we're going to be back in a situation this fall, like what we went through last year. So to hinge Americans' freedom on taking a shot that does not have any long-term studies, I personally find to just be deplorable. <laughs> I'd just like to say that. Yes, I no, no, no pun intended. I no just That's intended. just the word that came to mind. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff, what are your thoughts? Well, I think anytime they say that the, the sky is falling, mm -hmm. that you don't put us under those threats. Let mm -hmm. us be full-grown people to make our own decisions and be independent of all of those things. I mean, he could have came out and said we should be building nuclear shelters too, you know. I mean, the Chinese are going to bomb us. Right. But, I mean, it, don't tell us and don't threaten us and don't prophesy something that is just not there. Recommend it. Hey, right. we think you'd be better off if that's how he feels. Good for him. Right. But leave it there. Yeah, yeah. Well, right, because, I mean, you think about, let's think about for a second how far the goalposts have moved by this point in time. First, it was two weeks to slow the spread so we didn't overwhelm the hospital systems, right? right? That was the only reason why we were told that we were shutting down. Then it was, well, we have to shut down until we have a vaccine. Now, the vaccine is available to all adults who want the vaccine, and yet we still have top Republican leadership. Basic, I mean, to me, that's an implied threat threatening if you don't get vaccinated, well, we're gonna find ourselves in a situation where we're gonna have to make some tough decisions. What? I've not seen any point in time where the hospitals have been overwhelmed. Like the first thing that you guys told us was the reason for shutting down in the first damn place. Yeah, um, talk about the goals po goalposts moving. I mean, it's like it's moved so far from yes. just we don't want to overwhelm the hospitals. We're not going to infringe on your freedom to yes, we're going to infringe on your freedom if you make us. Yeah. But now the goalpost seems to be since we already have the vaccine, right? right. So we have the vaccine. It's available to you if you want to take it. Right. 
But now the goalpost is seems to be until we eliminate the virus for good, which is never which going is to happen. Ne and we've been talking about this on this program for over a year now. That will that is not a reasonable goal, right? In a free society, right? So uh, so you, it makes you wonder what the actual goal is. And that was the worst part of of what he said and what he tweeted to me was uh, I took it as a threat as yeah, well. Yeah. Don't make us do what we did back then because we will do it. Mm -hmm. Imagine the imagine how far we've gone to where they seriously think they can stand in front of American citizens and tell them what to do. Go get vaccinated. Like, I don't, I mean, that's a good job for public health official, you know, like right. your hospitals, right. doctors right. to say, hey man, please, by all means, pull some money, make one of those, the more you know, you know, commercials. Right. But I don't want to see that from an elected official that actually has the power, well, not constitutionally, but they have power to, you know, actually take your rights away. Yeah. But but now they think that because they were able to do that back then, they can still do that now. They have they think that they have the social contract to continue mm -hmm. to do it and push further. I I see conservative pundits talking all the time, you know, talking about taxes, talking about which are conservative issues. But those aren't the issues that we should be talking about, mm -hmm. in my opinion, mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are severe attacks on the U.S. Constitution. Uh, where they can tell a business, no, sorry about your livelihood, sorry about your family, but you can't go back to work, you can't provide for them. Um, mm -hmm. So, oh, you live in a bad neighborhood, you have a gun that protects you, we're going to ban that gun. Don't worry, I know just because it looks scary, that's all, but we're going to ban that. I'm sorry, but there are, there's a Bill of Rights that protects me yeah. from some of these things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how far will this push? Because they test that was a test. That was the test. That case. was the test. You're right, and that's what's so yep. frustrating to us, Sheriff, is that we've we watched this unravel in real time, and it was very clear to us, even in the moment, you can't just give in to what the government. Like they, they can't just learn if they scare you enough that you're just going to say, "Oh, okay, take my freedom, take my liberty," exactly. because it's just a really scary virus. You can't do that because then you're teaching them the next time something scary rolls around. They know exactly what you'll do and you'll submit. That you're exactly right. And we can never forsake our freedoms. And we saw that that happen. It was a little bit of a, is a quick pot boiling, mm -hmm. not a slow pot boiling, mm -hmm. of just simply the business of what is an essential business? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is yeah. an essential business? Right. Well, what government has the business, you know, if you're feeding your family, it's pretty essential. Right. Right. Essential. right. I think it's anyone making money to be able to feed your family, to yeah. be able to pay your mortgage, to be able to do anything. That's right. Is uh, essential if you yourself deem it essential. Uh, it's definitely not the government's job to uh, to do that. But <laughs> they had they, they had, uh, so, you know, like private like boutiques and like you couldn't get your hair cut. That was right. deemed unessential. But you could go to the liquor store and buy all the liquor you wanted. Yes. Well, actually, which I that, actually appreciate. Actually, that is kind of essential. <laughs> <laughs> I think because they knew that there would be just like mutiny in the streets if they shut the liquor Sarah stores. Gonzalez lives in the county? Okay, yeah, that's... We uh, got to keep it open, guys. We got to keep yeah. it open. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank new sponsor of the program. I'm really excited about this one. Shamani, who... Uh, those of you who know me, you know that... Um, I am big into skincare um, and all of that types of things. I have really been loving their products. If you, like me, you wake up in the morning and you're like, I wish these bags under my eyes would go away. Um, maybe you're not getting sleep either because you have a baby that stays up all <laughs> night long and never sleeps. All right, well, I won't get into that. But bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of Americans until now. Genucel has a serum with plant stem cell technology 
from Chamonix. And um, let me just give you a review from Susan from New Jersey who said, I've been using GenuCell for a couple months. The puffiness around my eyes is gone. The crow's feet and small lines have disappeared and haven't come back. I love your product. I use it under my eyes, around my cheekbones, and on my eyelids. And it's not just Susan. I'm telling you guys, uh, like I said, I recently started using these products and I love it. And let me tell you, I have reached the age where I need it. Okay, so if you are like me, uh, you got to go there. By the way, you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back guaranteed. You can order now and get 50%. That is five zero. Do not sleep on this. 50% off all GenuCell packages for summer at lovegenucell.com slash why. Let me spell it out for you. It is love. G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Y. Go there. An update to yesterday's program where we brought you the testy exchange between uh, Senator Rand Paul and Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, or as I like to call him, the left's actual god, according to them, but not quite. Uh, so Rand Paul has now announced today that he plans to file a criminal referral against Dr. Fauci. Here's a, a little bit of that. So now we'll be sending a letter to the Department of Justice asking for a criminal referral because he has lied to Congress. We have scientists that will line up by the dozens to say that the research he was funding was gain of function. He's doing this because he has a self-interest to cover his tracks and to cover his connection to Wuhan lab. Now, does he deserve all of the blame? No, there's still some conjecture as to whether or not it came from the lab, but he's lying about whether or not he funded gain of function research. And yes, he should be punished. Uh, you gotta love, I think, like one of the only people, members of Congress, who has any balls at this <laughs> point in time. You listened to that exchange <clears throat> yesterday. Dr. Fauci seemed to be playing a semantics game uh, where mm -hmm. he'd, well, I mean, that's not quite gain of function what you're saying. But then if you notice, uh, Eric July pointed this out on the show yesterday, he didn't really offer up any other explanation, any other defense. It was just, no, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. And that was it. Uh, so semantics game being played, but Rand Paul, the only one with enough guts to really, really press uh, forward with this and sending a criminal referral to uh, to the Department of Justice for lying to Congress. Sheriff, I'll let you take a stab at this first. That would, I think it'd be great if they held the doctor uh, responsible for his, his what he said, yeah. uh, you know, and, and should we say not only Senator Rand Paul, but Dr. Rand Paul. Yeah. Thank I, you, that's it, a great point that I think people often forget. Yeah, is that he knows his way around mm -hmm. and, and he knows what he's talking about here. Now, I don't see the, the Biden DOJ jumping right on that, <laughs> yeah. to be quite honest, but, but you yeah. know, I would celebrate Dr. Fossey's retirement. <laughs> yeah, and, that's and, true. And I mean, he's got enough time in, and, and it would be great to have a uh, maybe a younger, more uh, mind in there that, you know, we've got mm -hmm. some brilliant people out there that, that would tell us the truth. Mm -hmm. And uh, But I think doc, he should be held accountable. If he, he, he did lie, he said one thing and then came back and said another and then played the little semantics game, so no, no. Yeah. You, you know, when you're under oath, that, that should be a big deal. And I have to say, before Congress, it just doesn't seem like a big deal anymore. And Rand Paul's standing up and saying, wait a minute. Yeah, Jason. I don't see any way around whether uh, Dr. Fauci lied about, lied to, lied under oath. I, I see no way around it. We did a show last week. Um, it's on demand right now if you want to watch it. But it's... Um, it lays out pretty clear. I mean, they were pub the Chinese. The Chinese lab was publishing papers 
that had multiple scientists and doctors from all around the world, big names, and that we'll talk about that later, but that's probably also why this is going to be very hard to see it through to completion, because there's a lot of dogs in this fight. A lot of people have a lot of dogs in this fight. But um, they straight up acknowledge, and, and you know, at the end of the paper, thanks for funding from NIH, um, USAID, all these, I mean, these, NIH, Fauci's NIH at the time. He, he was the one that signed off on the funds. I mean, yes, he's dancing around this. Um, I think he's very, very nervous. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is, a, this is a lot larger story. I think we haven't, we definitely have not heard the last of yet. Mm -hmm. But um, this is basically, it kind of boils down to this. It's like, why do big companies go to China and you know, move all their manufacturing over there? Well, there's no regulation. Uh, there's not that pesky human rights right. thing. They <laughs> pretend to be woke here. Over there, they're not. They don't yeah. care. Yeah. So they're in sweatshops. They're working however many hours for a little bit, little bit of money. Um, they can get around, you know, like if they're into, into science and, and medical stuff, they can get around those, you know, things like morals that we have over <laughs> here. Um, it's the same for the scientific community developing vaccines. President Obama put a moratorium on doing that uh, research because it was dangerous. Well, they specifically granted, this is documented, specifically granted that specific research to continue in Wuhan. They all knew what was going on. They're all uh, attending conferences, Bill, Bill Gates, uh, the WHO, international conferences, talked about this in the show as well. They're all buddy-buddy with uh, the bat lady, Dr. Xi. Mm -hmm. Um, they're all hanging out together. They're all high fiving. Yeah, they're sure we're not doing it, but we're allowing it and giving it money to do, go on in China because we probably can't get away, get away with doing some of the stuff they can do over there over here. That's the real mm -hmm. scandal here. They all attributed to what was going on, and it blew up in their faces. Which allegedly. Which I I I mean I totally agree with your point about private businesses who choose to outsource to China for whatever reason. But it just feels way different when it's government getting in bed with. A place like China. Oh, sure. Right. And when it when it has to do with one of the dangerous weapons on right, the planet, right, a virus. Right, right. Insane. Yeah, I mean, it's like if, if you think for one second that you can trust the Chinese government with uh, any sort of partnership when it comes to something like that, I, I don't think you should probably be in charge. What do, you have, what do you have against communists? I mean, what, I mean they never mess anything <laughs> they, up. Or? No, never. They don't. They, you know, they don't have re-education camps. <laughs> no. They're not yeah. sterilizing people. Uh, the list goes on. The list continues. And you know what? It is interesting, Jason. It kind of brings us full circle um, to the the first story about Hasbro and all of these places uh, who spout all of these things, all of these woke social justice warrior things that they don't believe because we've heard it from our own government yet they're in bed with China. That's right. Yeah, they're, they're all making these huge climate pr proposals. Right. Uh, they're going net zero by right. 2030. Meanwhile, all of their manufacturing is in the place that has the in worst, China. The worst, worst climate uh, crimes in the world. And, and, <laughs> and John Kerry's just like, please, China, if you could just stop, that'd be great. And they won't, and they won't. they'll continue kissing their rears. Uh, all right, we've got to take a break. We'll be back. go this is the part of the program where i tell you that you can do me a huge solid and blaze tv a huge solid by the way if you are watching on blaze tv if you are watching on pluto if you are watching on youtube if you are watching on facebook any of the places that you are actually watching this program and not listening to it 
You got to go to wherever you get your audio podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. It will help more people be able to find the program, but more importantly, it will give us bragging rights, <laughs> which we really do enjoy. Also, you might see your review read live on air like the one today from Lori from Leesburg, uh, who gives it five stars, says Sarah Gonzalez and her fabulous guests never disappoint. They provide an outpouring of reliable and honest reporting, which is not promoted with suppression and talking in circles of rhetoric. Sarah and guests always lighten the craziness of our world with humor and passion. When my podcast of News and Why It Matters is finished, I am more empowered and ready to share with others what I gleaned. Thank you. That's like a really actually insightful uh, review. Usually yeah. they're just like, yeah, we're giving you a review because we want to see our names on the screen. This was actually very well thought out. So thank you. We appreciate that. And that one sentence, Sarah and crazy, those two words always go together when talking about Sarah Gonzalez. So that's another, I give you five stars for, for that as well. Well, it's been nice having you on the program, Jason. <laughs> Unfortunately, this will be your last go around. So it's been really great having you. Um, by the way, Jason is married to a Latina woman. So he knows what happens Ooh, when you call a Latina crazy yeah, and get her going. I'm so <laughs> Sheriff uh, Jason, it's always a pleasure. Thank, Thank you guys you. for being on. We'll see you guys tomorrow. That's true. You girls don't play at all. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.